I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to the pods. Matt, Jordan and Tom here. And uh, we've got two games to talk about. Uh, first of all, the Cardiff game, uh, which we'll touch on lightly. And then uh, we'll talk about Coventry because, of course, that happened more recently. Of course, welcome to the show. I always forget to say hello. Don't I? How are you all doing? You well? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's been, a, been an up and down week, isn't it, for Watford? So it's uh, interesting. But yeah, doing well. Hello. <laughs> I'm all so well, thank you. Yes, up and down week, very typical Watford. I got to the game yesterday and I said to Andy, who I sit next to, how are you feeling, confident? He said, yeah. And I said, just sort of game, we'll lose this, three wins in a row. So um, shows shows what Andy knows, one in the eye for Andy. Um, unfortunately, I was right. Yeah, very disappointing. There we are. The Cardiff game, though, was very good, wasn't it? I mean, it, it was a clear demonstration that um, Watford have it within them to to recover after a setback and, and come back uh, and, you know, and win. And I actually didn't realise that we'd done that this season before we have. Uh, I think it was against, uh, was it Middlesbrough or something like that earlier in the season? Yeah. But but we, but it yeah, doesn't happen that often to us. Um, and I thought, this is perfect. This is a sort of game that just proves that, you know, the, the looting game wasn't a flash in the pan. We do have the, the nous. Um we're going to come on to why none of that matters after the Coventry fixture, but let's 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 pretend that hasn't happened yet. Just yet, the Cardiff game it was it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the character to come back in that sort of game it was wasn't perfect by any means, but um, yeah, I mean it was it, it was a sort of when you felt like we needed to see from this group of players to to kind of really feel that we could kick on, um, and yeah, it was it was it was very positive. Tom, did you enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? Um, it was all right. We got a job. We got a job done, I suppose. It, I don't know. It kind of felt a little bit flimsy, maybe a little bit. And, and this whole kind of run has felt a little bit fragile when you consider we scored late at um, Wigan and then got two set-piece goals. I mean, that was probably the highlight, wasn't it? That was nice to see. Uh, 
bit of a naff thing to say, but nice to see getting a couple of uh, goals from corners, uh, given how poor we've been from those mm. this season. Yeah, uh, well, that's right. for, for for a long time. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't, didn't feel like it was a brilliant performance or anything like that. I don't know. I I did um, kind of lose interest in it a bit um, part way through. So we, we, we were missing Keenan Davis for that one as well, weren't we? We were, yeah. It was yes. bio up front, wasn't it? Mm. Um, ah, and Gosling was in midfield, and I think he did all right from memory in midfield. Yeah, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. No better than that. It was, just, Gaspar, it was one of those games couple of nice where, balls. Yeah, yeah, played the that's probably Gaspar's best performance, I'd say. It was it was one of those games where it wasn't it wasn't amazing. Um, but you could take away the positives from a from a character standpoint. I think so often it's character that comes into question with this Watford team. So I think to see anything positive in that regard was 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 worthwhile and obviously the kind of the manner of the goals were they weren't perfect, but it was, you know, it was it, it was a good a good away performance and you know, we we've had such a back and forwards uh, or back and forth kind of swing of things when it comes to our results. So I think having the third in a row was really positive. It's obviously a little bit weird to look back on it now because those positive feelings are kind of shifted back again when we've just lost at home to Coventry. Um, but at the time, it was definitely, uh, we felt like maybe a bit of a, a bit of a catalyst for something, but maybe it wasn't, I don't know, it's hard to say at this point. Mm. Did we Did we learn much from the game, really? I think the set pieces was the main thing, wasn't it? Like Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, we're good at them. I don't. Uh, didn't really I carry think over. Ken Semmer's delivery has improved, hasn't it? Out of nowhere, mm. it seems. Um, even the shot he had, we'll get on to the Coventry game. Even the shot he had from a free kick against Coventry was pretty good too. Yeah, that so was. I'm a not, I'm, yeah, I think that's that was a difference. And um, I, honestly, the the thing is that the thing I'd say we probably learnt the most is that the team has the ability to show some character and and kind of fight back and. And do the dirty work. I hate all these cliches I'm using here, but it is something that has to be noted. And that was probably the biggest thing. Uh, and honestly, it, there wasn't a ton to take away outside of that, honestly. But um, yeah, it was just one of those games where I felt like we got the we, we got the points, and that was enough to, to kind of feel positive about. Tom cleverly doing the uh, the summarising work for the for Hive Live. It was a that was, that was a that was a joy, wasn't it? Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> we also got to find out that um, he is going to be out for longer than we'd first expected, which is disappointing. Yeah, um, it, the whole Achilles weird Achilles issue that was kind of not really discussed, and then suddenly it's kind of creeped up, and yeah, not easy injuries to come back from. So I've got no idea on the time. I didn't hear him talk about it. I must have tuned in a little late on the audio there, but um, I'm not sure yeah, if he actually I mean, said expect- about it. I think, but it was it was released. Oh, okay. not long after. That, I think on, on Watford's website wasn't it? Or... Yeah, well, Achilles injuries are pretty brutal, so it's not one you want to have. Um, and I assume that it, you know, given his status currently, and them saying he's gonna be out for a while, it could be a it could be a season thing. I'm not entirely sure, but if he actually had surgery on the Achilles, then it, it's probably. I think he's hoping for serious. February. That's what he's. That's oh really? What I think oh, okay. He said, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe then. Well, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Dan Gosling is, you know, seemingly the the man of all trades at the minute. He's he's fitting in he's fitting in nicely to that right back position. Um, yeah. know, according to some, he's he's better than Gaspar in, in there as well. And then when he's not needed there, uh, he's 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 doing a decent job in midfield. Probably not too dissimilar what the, the sort of job that Cleverly would be doing. So he's he's not been that badly missed, Tom Cleverly. 
No, I think he's not. Then, or, or do you think he is, Tom? Your sigh makes me think he do. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I maybe it's just a case of going, you know, drawing correlation where there isn't any. But he's not played since the Burnley game at home. Is that right? I think where he got the yeah. goal and then went off injured. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah, that is. and I'm not saying that everything went to shit at that point. I'm not, but we did struggle. And I just, I don't know, I thought this yesterday when I was sat there, that I said to Andy, good old Andy, he's going to get a lot of references. Um, I said to him, um, oh, Trooster Kong's really kind of had a bit of a 360 suddenly because there was a couple of occasions in the first half where he sort of snuffed out nice balls to, I know we're getting off topic here, but go with me. He snuffed out nice balls forwards and and, pe- and the rookery at least went, Trooster, I thought, bloody hell, you know, that's a bit of a turnaround he's been kind of one of the favorite boo boys for a while mm. i mean maybe they were booing him, but no they were saying truce um and he was captain as well and i thought you know under rob edwards he really wasn't getting a look in and obviously we've had um you know center half injuries as ever since then but i thought you know it's quite a turnaround for someone who was really only kind of played i think in that properly in that debacle against mk dons in the cup um that he's come back in and and and, and done fairly well but he's captain. I thought, you know, it's another season where we're just chucking the captain's armband around. And maybe it's not a case of um, missing him as a footballer, because I think we all know his many limitations. But, you know, as a leader and someone just in there cajoling and making sure that people are doing the right things, refereeing the game a bit, um, you know, doing the nasty stuff. And, and yeah, maybe miss him is a bit of a strong word, but I don't think we're at a point where we can completely dismiss him either personally. So yeah, a very tangential way to say that I'm not sure either way. I think we're just a little bit thin. So any sort of covers useful there, we but are. Tom cleverly in particular, I'm not sure is the, the ideal. It's just kind of what we have. I think more, I, I mean, I'd be more excited about Tom Dele Bashiru becoming available again more regularly, but um, yeah, it's it's. He's been fed up for the situation. bench in, in in a few recent matches. Uh, I don't know if he was on the bench yesterday, but he certainly has been close to fitness. And he's been appearing for some of the under twenty three matches as well. Yeah, I, I, I think Village wants him to be fitter. Is that the idea? I think he's just trying to get match fitness back up. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, it, we need his minutes basically, and we need to get him as soon as we can. I think because he's he's got a role to play if he can get back fit. Mm. Well, against that uh, Cardiff side, we saw a team without Hamza Chowdhury for the first time in ages because he's been pretty much ever present since he joined us. What 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 did that side look like without without him there? I think we missed him a little bit. I think he's he does add something, and it can at times be a little bit too similar to to Kambe perhaps. But uh, he, I do like him in there, and I think he 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 is important to the way we function, especially if we are going to be quite attacking. He you kind of want him to be in there as an extra shield and. I think it's important that he's available for us. And obviously we'll talk about, um, once we got into the Coventry game, we'll discuss a few absentees we're going to have for Tuesday night as well. Um, but we need to have every player we can available right now because our squad, our squad is relatively thin as is. So suspensions and so on is just something we really can't afford. Um, and we kind, of, we kind of got through without Chowdhury, but I think we do need him at this point. Mm. After that Cardiff game then, we were pretty happy. Uh, three games on the bounce and we were heading towards a... A home fixture against Coventry, a side who you know, is down the bottom and you know is expected to be around there as well. But 
it, they they came with a game plan, Jordan, and uh, we couldn't deal with it. Yeah, they were very good. Um, and you know, we knew there was that we we knew they had some talent, and we knew there's a threat in in Coventry and what they do. And you know, we started we started pretty well um, in, in some regards, but Coventry were very comfortable in what they do. Um, they're effective and they were intelligent and. I thought they just kind of executed their game plan quite almost perfectly, honestly. Uh, they didn't overcommit forwards even when they did counter and they still managed to you know, stay con- solid and compact um, when they did attack. And we, we didn't really have the answer for it. Obviously, we had that one that one moment where we managed to carve something out and unfortunately, there's a foul given uh, against us and the goal was ruled out. But apart from that, we really struggled to make those clear-cut chances. We had a couple of half chances and close opportunities, but... Um, yeah, they were they were pretty much perfect from from their standpoint. I thought. Yeah, I think Jordan's right. You could see early on they were very compact. They're very narrow. They were quite deep. Um, I thought that we were in for a good afternoon early on because Ismail Assar was having kind of real joy um, in that kind of gap behind their right wing back Eccles uh, and their right sided centre half, and he was getting into that space a lot. And I thought, okay, we're gonna. We're going to kind of make hay here. Um, the the Keenan Davis goal got disallowed, and I I thought the kind of confidence drained out of Watford a little bit from then. And for all we had a lot of the ball in the first half, and you know probably took quite a few touches in their penalty area. And and Davis got in a couple of times. There was the chance that Saar he sort of took it down and then shot awful awful little sort of toe poke wide wasn't it just thought hit that bloody thing um i didn't think we created a vast amount and actually coventry on the kind of breakaway three or four times the final ball was not brilliant or snuffed out there was one where backman had to make a really good save kind of to his left across the face of goal and you actually thought although they've had a lot less of the ball when they've had it they've looked more dangerous than us for all our possession i think i heard on the yuan's post-match twitter space that we had something like 80 percent of the ball in the first half which is terrific but it doesn't win you the game alone um and i just yeah it just felt like after that bright start we kind of tailed off and there was a bit of a oh it's just not going to happen um feeling and certainly that was what it felt like where i was yeah um the uh, Coventry number was it seventeen? I think. G- yeah, Jokeres. Jokeres. I was going to ask you how to pronounce it. Actually, I hadn't got a clue. But um, my goodness, he had a game, didn't he? Yeah, he's one we talked about before as a potential target for us in the previous podcast. I think when we did one of our um, when we did one of our closed season or preseason podcast discussing about options, I think Jokeres was one we we looked at. Um, yeah, he's very good. He did he did exactly what we kind of feared. He would do, I think. Um, he's got a lot of ability. Um, you know, Brighton brought him in off the back of you know really good spell, and Coventry the world pick him up on. I think was he at Swansea for a while too, on loan. It certainly rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, and then then went out to Coventry. And I think Coventry signed him on a permanent. But um, yeah, he's he's a good player, and he, he's someone that can. He, he's really effective in that style of play because he can be quite all action. You know, he's quite. He's he's strong. He's physical. But he's got pace to him, and he's he can be For quite. A guy of his as size well. is quick, isn't he? I thought that you know six yeah, he two, is. but he's no slouch by any means. Yeah, generally you kind of you know those taller players are expecting a little bit of time to build up to top speed. But I think his acceleration is really good. He 
he's really useful as an outlet um and he's he's good he's good isolated you can allow him to be on his own and have numbers around him and still kind of find a way through and you know if you get him into a shooting position you get a ball to him in the box he's quite happy to take a shot first time or you know have a clean get a clean connection on the ball and get a shot on target he's he's really useful and he's tricky to play against probably one of the best strikers we played against this season i'd say how do you feel truce de kong dealt with him and sierra Alter as well that i was listening to the yawns post-match space and Rupert came on and said that Truce de Kong had been appalling against him, which uh, there were a couple of times where he looked, you know, maybe not panic, but concerned. But I thought largely he did quite well against him. I don't know. Maybe I was, I just sort of focused on a couple of instances where he came out on top, but certainly I didn't feel like he got, you know, absolutely slaughtered up against him. What did you guys think? Yeah, I don't know if there was really so much of an individual issue. I I, I think with the, 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 Real problem for us, I thought with Gokresh, is that we were stretched, and the you know we don't like our centre defenders that we have in that in that game. And Truce to Kong and Suriata, we don't really want defending out wide in space. Uh, and the way we were pushing up with our fullbacks at times, um, we were exposing the counter quite heavily in those wide areas, and that's where we looked a little bit more uncomfortable. And that's where he kind of got some joy as well, you know, running through those channels and kind of battling his way through. More dangerous, but in terms of defending him on a one-on-one. Basis. I don't think Truce to Con was particularly poor, um, nor Serialta actually. You know, I, I thought they both had okay games. It was just more the the defense or the shape and the kind of recklessness we had at times. You no, know, we were our, our spacing was quite erratic, um, and we were pushing so hard to get that goal and to try and force things that when we did lose the ball, if it was turned over, you know, Coventry were quite effective in how um, in how they broke against us. I thought Palmer was really good for them actually as well. Um, in, in kind of being disruptive and, and quite creative when you got on the ball too, and it, you know, I don't think it was more. I think it was more of a team defensive issue than an individual, in, in my opinion. But I haven't actually watched the game back yet. But that was my perception at the time. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that, Jordan. But I also think that some players didn't really have any impact. I mean, if you look at Jar Pedro, for example, he, he didn't really mm. do a lot, and you, you, we, we, game, we, we've it? come to expect more from him. So I think that was a disappointing performance for him uh, yesterday yeah he he did struggle and I, I thought that was one of the games where his deeper starting position was I'm a fan of it generally um, but I thought yesterday it was it was difficult for him because Coventry were able to get so compact and play so deep at times he had so many bodies to run through it wasn't quite the game uh, I, I think when we when we kind of go back and watch some of those phases of play, there's a lot of space around that kind of number 10 position where we had the ball, it wasn't really being occupied. It wasn't until the Spreer came on that we actually looked to kind of get in there. And that was that was when things started to happen. You know, he came on and he, he played a you know great ball quite quite quickly. And that was where the space was. We weren't really utilizing it. When you're playing against that back three, you know, you're always looking to to target the the space between the fullback and the center back. That's generally going to be the soft spot on the outside you know we've seen it against us numerous times and that's that's quite a tried and tested way of finding weakness and obviously Coventry are going to try and you know block that as much as possible but it's just, it's just a weakness in the system and we weren't really exploiting it because we weren't having that interplay to kind of feed those those wingers in the, the wide men in and really it's a spot that you, you should think that with, with Ken Semmer and Ismail Asar playing on their on their opposite sides they should be able to kind of come in and, and kind of isolate that centre back a little bit quicker but they weren't really getting the delivery to do so so when we were playing so wide it just allowed them to get numbers in the box and it was it was difficult and I think Pedro just didn't quite do enough to help that situation um, he looked tired he, he did look fatigued 
And I saw Bilic's comments saying that he kind of had to take him off because he was concerned about his his fitness at that point. But it wasn't an effective game from Jao. It wasn't something we, we've kind of got used to seeing from him. Um, but I do think we could have done a better job of, um, of, of putting him into a position to actually help the team a little bit more. Should Bilic take any of the blame for this one today, Tom? Uh, I heard people talking afterwards saying, oh, you know, it was evident that we needed to change things and, and yeah, kind of putting some of the blame at his door. I thought his hands were tied a little bit because, yeah, Pedro, it didn't kind of work out for him. But when you've got a player, you know, Sars another one and Keenan Davis another one who are so kind of clearly above the level of the people that were deputised or come in for them, you do almost think, well, better them at... 50 or 60% than the guy that's going to come in. I thought Espria coming on made a difference and he was positive and whatnot. But, it, and, you know, in fairness, he did that fairly early, about 60 minutes, I think. So, you know, he kind of had time. And ditto Keenan Davis, he had to come off. He was shattered, you know, or, or carrying a knock. I don't know. You know, he's moving very slowly and looked kind of awkward for five or 10 minutes before he came off. And you do think, you know, maybe those things should have happened earlier. But I, I agreed with the substitutes he made the substitutions he made and, you know, trying to inject a bit of pace and directness with Hungbo because I thought we were very stale in possession, weren't we? We were very, you know, and, and, and this is where commentary did well, fair play to commentary. They were deep, they were compact, they made it difficult for us to play through them. You know, they were quite happy for us to have the ball where we had it because we weren't doing anything uh, remotely dangerous with it. But uh, I guess... I guess on one hand you probably would say, yeah, well, that was what happened. So you know he was out coached by Mark Robbins. How do you, how do you kind of break them down? But at the same time, I don't think you got enough depth and variation of options to necessarily be able to change it um, entirely. I think uh, the players have to take a reasonable amount of accountability there and be bolder and be braver. You know the amount of times that one of the fullbacks would get it. Um, you know, fairly high up, sort of in the in the Coventry half, but there was nobody between them and the kind of line of forward players across the edge of the penalty area, and they'd have to turn back um, and start again. You know, lost count. So, I guess no failing is singularly the coach or the players. It's a little bit of everything. It's a bit, you know, a bit of a wishy washy answer. But that's probably- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jordan, what do you think? Should Bilic have made substitutes earlier? Could he have influenced the game better? I think they could be. Yeah, I think, you know, trying to focus Pedro's positioning a little bit. 
Um, you could have even... I mean, I was almost... I guess Pedro's fatigue was one thing, but I was a little surprised. His comments about Pedro even being able to play in that deeper in that deeper role in midfield, I'm surprised in some ways, just for the control of the game, uh, that we didn't move Pedro deeper and bring on Aspria and just keep them both in the pitch and maybe you know, ask something different of Pedro in a game that we just weren't really finding answers to commentary. But um, yeah, subs could have been different, I guess. I think, as, as Tom said, Davis had to come off. Um, I don't think the hub, the Hungbo sub was a, a bad sub in theory, but I thought Hungbo was quite poor um, when he came on. Yeah, it, it didn't work uh, out, did it? He was almost no. too eager, I think, at times to impress. And, and what he did with the ball was the wrong choice or wasteful. He almost scored, though, didn't he? The chance coming in from the right on his left foot that gets a bit of a deflection and he pushes it around the corner. But yeah, it definitely wasn't his best game, Joe Hongbo, unfortunately. No, he he looked rushed, didn't he? I think, you know, he looked like he um he looked like a player that's been said publicly that Kalu's ahead of, you know. He he was trying very hard to to, to get forward and it, you know, the, I think the cross at the end kind of summed it up um from him. Where he just kind of overhit the cross and it went straight out for a goal kick and that was really our last chance of the game. It just didn't just didn't click. Everything was too too rushed, too hurried, and it, it was just a little bit um a little bit clumsy at times. So yeah, that wasn't wasn't great. And I think it was a tough game for Bio too. I think Bio's a little bit limited in 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 what he does in some ways. We don't really get in a position to utilize what he's good at that often. Um and it definitely didn't work yesterday really either, I thought. It it was a tough one. You know, he brought on Gaspar as well, which, you know, I get too, but there was just no I, he he was a little bit hamstrung of what he had on the bench in some ways. I think Aspria was the right one. I think the changes he he made that he could make to be effective were, were done at a reasonable time, as you also said there, Tom. I think he brought on Aspria early enough. It was just um it wasn't just wasn't enough really, I think. I just thought he was he lacked composure. I thought he was just a little bit too as Tom said, it looked like he was trying a bit too hard. You know, he 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 just overran everything, and I just didn't think he was effective. But I've seen him play better than he played yesterday. Anyway, I think it's a game. It's a really unfortunate game. If we had a fit Tom Bashiru and a fit Kalu, I think we would have had a much better chance of getting back into that game. And I thought Kambe's passing was a little bit stretched at times, and you know he won the ball back a few times. But I thought you know he was also targeted a little bit by Coventry as well. Um, and yeah, we just didn't just didn't really change things enough. I, I think we could have done. Uh, also, I've had a few people raise the the comment, which I think is a valid one. Could could we have switched the wingers at some point? Could we have brought Sar out to the right and Semer out to the left just to kind of mix things up? I don't think that's a bad um, a, a bad point to kind of discuss either, because that is a you know a valid comment uh, which wasn't tried. And I think I still can see the reason for the inverted forwards, but. Uh, there is an argument there. What do you think? Do you think that that made a difference at all if we'd switched those wingers back around to their, in inverted commas, natural positions or no? Yeah, I mean, it couldn't hurt, could it? I mean, if it wasn't working, yeah, what, why not? Why not? Um, you know, give them the go on the on the on the other side. They're they're more, as you said, you know, the, the natural side, the side they're more familiar with. Didn't benefit Ken, did it? Well, I think no. yesterday being on the right, and no. he's been good on the right actually in this little run. But I don't think yesterday was his best game in on that side, mind you. A lot, just a lot of our play generally went down the went down the left, didn't it? There was, as I say, yeah. Saar in the first twenty five minutes, probably while we were at our best, was getting a lot of space in behind the right wing back, and he, you know, made the absolute most of it. But um, yeah, it would have been nice to see, you know, almost. 
try it, see if it doesn't work, switch back, you know, at least cause some confusion for five minutes of, of where they're going to be popping up. Mm-hmm. What do you make of Kamara's performance? I thought it was positive, uh, but you're freaking tell me that. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I'm gonna say it was, it was erratic. <laughs> it was erratic um, for me. He was he was arguably a big part of the reason why the goal went in. I think wasn't he because he was out yeah. of position. He dives in that pulled was it Sierra Alta across? I can't quite remember. Yeah, well, pulled everyone across, I suppose, and then Jokeres appears between uh, Gosling and it was Truce, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, neither of them covered themselves in glory on it, but, you know, it didn't help that he was out of shape. Um, yeah, he was a bit, I don't know, I thought he was a bit iffy yesterday. It was probably the worst of him, in that, in, uh, yeah. certainly defensively. Yeah. I'll clearly watch a different game to you guys. <laughs> 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 no, I what think did it's you think? Well, I, I thought that um, he seemed to be one of the one of the only players that was in, interested in, in, you know, equalising or... or, or... Or get well, you know, as soon as he got the ball back, he just wanted to run at the, at the opposition. Um, he, he was floating some decent crosses in. Uh, I think it was his ball actually that went across that Saar should have scored, which was a fantastic. Yeah, delivery. that is true. Actually, it was. I mean, good ball I thought he had a good game. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. yeah, and he, he had a good game. He also, in some ways, yeah, I thought that the ball, the setup for the goal that was offside as well, he was involved in, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I, okay. Let, let's uh, let's say that he had a good game going forward, but not a great game. Defending then, yeah. Is that, is that, I think is that's that, is that probably how we can, fair. We can compromise on that. Yeah, I think that's a fair compromise. Um, let's try and see. Um... By the way, Sasha scored that as well. I don't know how he managed to miss. That. Oh, that's an awful miss, isn't it? Uh, the only thing I will say, the only thing I will say about that cross, which is very, is really, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit harsh here, but it's a shame it wasn't along the floor. That's the only thing. I think that's it should have been a goal, and I'm not really criticizing camera for this, but. If it had been on the floor, I think it's a ninety-nine percent chance that goes in, right? Just the way it was kind of yeah. just lifted off and just it, it did turn into a much difficult, much more difficult finish. But yeah, it was just enough, wasn't it, to make it harder for him? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just watching it back now. Um, I will say one negative of it, of Kamara did turn over possession twenty-three times, which is quite high. Bloody um, Okay. Yeah. In in comparison to Sirianna gave away uh, lost possession twice, Trusa Kong twelve, and Dan Gosling nine. I know obviously that I know Kamara's been more positive player, so you, you're going to expect a high number, but twenty three is is quite a lot. Um, Dan Gosling, I thought yesterday got forward, especially in the first half, got quite high quite often, which you wouldn't normally associate with him, particularly when he's at ring back. At I actually really liked. I actually really liked how he got forward and kept possession yeah. moving. Not so much being um, effective in the sense of, you know, not delivering balls in the box, not overlapping, but just getting forward and, and playing the ball um, as a midfielder. Kind of, that's actually kind of what I want to see more of from Gaspar as it happens. But yeah, that's the sort of thing that he he does excel at. I thought he did. He looks like to be he's actually kind of growing into that position again, which is quite nice to see. Mm. Um, but yeah. And even just looking through the numbers here on Jao Pedro, just looking at kind of his impact yesterday, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't his normal, his normal game. His pass accuracy is seventy-two percent, which he plays some riskier passes. So I'm okay to being a little bit lower, but seventy-two percent, you know, not great by his standards. Zero shots, obviously. Um, three dribble attempts, one successful. Ten ground duels, four one zero aerial duels. Lost the ball twenty times, just a little bit, a little bit ineffective. 
as a whole. Mm. How do we move forward from this game and and and, and approach the uh, the midweek fixture with Reading? Well, that's a good question, Matt. It's going to be fascinating to see how they do it, but I think you know try and use it as an eye opener again. You know, you run through in the balance, but you can't let standards drop. Although. You know, it's a tough one because I don't think uh, I think we shouldn't underestimate how good Coventry were at what they did yesterday. Um, I don't think it's just we had a bad game. Um, I think it shows, you know, maybe there's not as big of a gap in that if teams if teams set up well, it is a different it is a leveler when it comes to um, you know our quality. It can be it can be it can be outdone still. Doesn't doesn't matter if you have the size and Pedros and so on. If, if the team again you're playing against operate like Coventry yesterday, there's always a chance they're going to do that. So I think we have to be you know very aware of the fact that opposition is, t- is going to be tough home and away, um, and maybe it's an eye opener for for Bilic that you know, we might have to be doing more from a, from a coaching standpoint too to counter some of these things. I don't think we really had the answers. Um, and I'm a little bit surprised because it's Coventry are quite a known quantity in what they do. Um, so I did think we'd maybe see a little bit more of a, a attempt to change things um, a little bit earlier. But. There will be a couple of enforced changes, won't there, Tom? Yeah, we could have done without those two. Kamara and Sierra Alta, this is getting their fifth yellow cards. Uh, so they're out for one game. Um, it was interesting yesterday, the bench, I thought, obviously there's no Kalou. And they said he was kind of touch and go, but defensively, the way Billich was talking about Cathcart, you know, sounded like he might. Well, he said it might be ahead of Tuesday. He might be ready for Reading, um, but it seems Please, like one God. of those. Yeah, it seems like one of those ones where it's kind of uh, they don't want to rush him back. They want to get him properly right rather than having him in and out, um, which is fine. Uh, and Courtney House as well. Again, this kind oh, of yeah. language of him. He, yeah, what's happened to him? He has an I, issue I with his knee. That's just completely gone off my mind. He was on the bench last game too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. That's it. Uh, he was on the bench last weekend, weekend without being fully fit. He was on the bench in case something happened. He has an issue with his knee and he's not fit yet. He's still feeling it and it's stopping him from properly training and preventing him being involved in matches. Um, it's just the kind of language that makes you think, they're not getting the results they want with whatever they're doing with him, isn't it? You know, they're not saying, right, this is the problem. This is what we're doing. And he's going to be back at this point. It's like, yeah, we're a bit flummoxed and that's not what you want. So I think there's a very real possibility. It's Cabasalian Truce to Kong at centre back. As for left back, anyone? Yeah. Anyone got any bright ideas? Is it James Morris? Yeah. Or is it Kane? I think it will be Gaspar, isn't it? Ah, uh, maybe it's Gaspar and Gosling at right back, yeah. Yeah. Which has got I to be one of the shonkiest back but... fours we've ever fielded. I'd rather see Morris personally, but fair enough. If they're going to go that way, so I, I say, I say, give have... the kid a go. I have reservations on Morris personally, but uh, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable throwing him in personally. But there's no real good answer to it, you know. This is the problem. We've discussed it a million times. We have one left back, so this is always going to be the problem, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If he goes out, then you know, for suspension, injury, whatever the reason, then we're we're compromised again. So, you know, it wasn't he? He's having to play right back half the time or right wing back, and now we've now we're out without him at left back. So, yeah, I I don't know, but it's um, it, it's definitely going to be compromising for us. I'd play Pollock ahead of Cabaselli as well. 
Yeah, I would too. I would too. Even though Pollock had a rough game in his last start, I still... I don't feel... I mean, when Cardiff said he came on even, was it against against Cardiff, wasn't it? Yeah, against Cardiff. I thought he looked shaky still as well. And I just... I don't feel good on Cabaselli, so I think whatever we can do to keep him out of the team personally is what is is the route I'll be going down. Which sounds harsh, but I'm I'm sorry. That's just kind of where where I think I'm at with uh, with him right now. Maybe I mean maybe he's uh he, he's going to do a truce and he's going to suddenly impress us. I mean, I suppose you know, without without games. I don't want to, to take do that, that risk anymore. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, I was I was done with Trueston now. I. I feel a lot better about him, so maybe the same can happen for for Kappa, But uh, I would rather us start with Pollock. Yeah, yeah. I think you can kind of hide a multitude of sins by being young, can't you? It, not even homegrown. So I would be all for Pollock starting. I think the thing is, if, if the rest of the defence was fine, and it was like, right, we have no Kamara, um, are we going to start Morris? Let's say you'd be mm. more inclined to do it if it was the proper rest of the back four. But because it's going to be an iffy centre-half pairing, an iffy right-back, you go to, fucking hell, do you want a, you know, a kid at left-back as well? And then you know for the centre-half, it's the same thing. You almost go, right, well, do you know what? If everything else is going to be a mess, at least Cabaselli and Trusty Kong are experienced. I expect that's the kind of, uh, you know, the, the dilemma that... Bilic is going to be going through. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... It's not an enviable position to be in, basically, is it, having to decide? No. Agreed. The fact that we've managed to achieve seventh with this sort of threadbare squad, I mean, just imagine what they'd done if they'd actually signed genuine, decent footballers in the in the window. Not even, you know, superstars, just... just Decent championship players, but yeah, but here we are. How are we feel? Just a general question: How are we feeling on Billich at this point? I think he's I been like a, a revelation, isn't he? But it, it, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because he came in at a time when we were all so distraught at the prospects of at losing Edwards because we felt like he was building this project. Uh, he perhaps didn't get the backing that he deserved at the time because people were kind of tainted by by what had happened but um yeah i mean in isolation he's a, a fantastic manager and he's already proved you know in this short space of time uh working with the players that what, what he can achieve um but then you have you have to also point out that he has managed to lose uh more games than rob edwards did uh in less games than rob edwards had I'm kind of okay with that, you know, because we drew a lot under Rob Edwards and I just think draws are more precious in the Prem where you've got fewer games and it's, you know, it's generally tighter. You don't get anywhere by drawing in the championship. So I'd almost rather, I always thought, my dad and I always used to say this a long time ago under Ray Lewington, we draw too many, you know, and and I'd rather see us uh, win and lose kind of 50% of those games than than draw all of them. Um you know, chipping away with a point here and there in the Premier League to stay up is, I think, is absolutely fine. A point's very valuable. It's not in, it's not completely without value in the Championship either. But I'm, um, I'm okay with it. I like the cut of his jib. What he says, you know, I, I kind of tally, kind of tallies with what I think a lot of the time. You know, he's kind of called out some things that I think probably needed calling out in terms of the 
the kind of how long it takes to players to get fit again, uh, the kind of mentality issue and maybe a bit of kind of arrogance of some of the players as well, or, or kind of, you know, thinking that they're above it and wanting it easy and so on and so forth. So I like it. And I, I generally have agreed with the kind of changes he's made as well. Rob Edwards always seemed quite reluctant to make subs. And when he made them, I was often think, left thinking, you know, what was the point in that? Why did you make that change? So yeah, I'm, I'm all yeah. for him. At the moment. I've been pleasantly surprised because I was, you know, to be completely honest, I was fairly negative when we appointed him, wasn't I? I said, oh, God, you know, another bit of a tired name kind of thing, just a name rather than someone who's got a proven record of doing what we need. So, yeah, I've done a bit of a 360 on him. What else have we got on this one, boys? I looked at the chances that Jocker has had, to be fair. <laughs> Having said we defended quite well against him, I jotted down... The first half he got in behind Sierra Alta when Kamara's out position, slashed it wide in the near post. Then he got in down the right-hand side, kind of stood up by Trustikong and Batman made that good save. Then he got inside Trustikong uh, from the kind of Watford's right and Sierra Alta kind of just lunged in and blocked his shot wide. I think it was luck rather than judgment. And then the next chance was the goal. So in fairness, he had four presentable chances. So maybe we didn't defend against him as well as we... I, th- I mean, I felt like he was a threat throughout, but um, yeah, maybe I was more up on how we dealt with him than I should have been. Uh, do we want to touch on Reading very quickly? They lost on Friday against Preston. And they've only won one of their last six down to 12th. Another team that doesn't really draw. Eight wins, nine losses. Uh, Bad goalkeeper. Very bad goalkeeper, Joe Lumley. Um, They have conceded almost... Yeah, some apps. I think, was it Middlesbrough? He chucked about three in... Oh, no, that's his old club, so maybe that's... Or was was it Rotherham? Someone he chucked about three in in one game. Um, They've conceded almost 11 goals more than they should have based on Opta's uh, post-shot expected goals model which is the joint worst record in the championship. Actually, the quality of chances they faced, they should only have conceded about 18 goals. It's the third best in the division, but they've conceded the fifth most, uh, 27, which is a pretty pretty bad record, it has to be said. So there's op- there's opportunities there. I don't think they're a great team by any means. They started well, didn't they? But, you know, they've got some decent players. Ovi Ajari is a good player. Lucas Rao, as we know, at this level is a good player. Andy Yadon might have a personal soft spot for from his time at Barnet and Tom Ince has done well but you know I don't think they're a great side I don't think Paul Ince is a very good manager I think this is a good kind of get right game for us um, yeah and uh, sort of so quickly afterwards on Tuesday night as well ideal so I think we need to be, we need to be going for three points here and, and getting three points here personally we're still on target to achieve the, the points we wanted to before the World Cup break, if we kind of kick it back on now, it's just um, you know the, the table's not terrible viewing either, even de- despite that loss. But it has to it has to come quickly, doesn't it? I think this is a it's still an opportunity. I don't think Reading are a, a fantastic team. I do think they are beatable, um, providing we kind of play to the level we can do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's coming around quick because it feels. I think we've all got a bit of a sour taste in our mouth after this one, don't we? Also, most of the teams above us uh, have played an extra game already haven't they so yeah also actually sorry just to touch back on Reading I did look at um, I did look at um, the, the, the Reading game and I, I thought Andy Carroll was woeful 
I hope he plays against. I shouldn't say this now because he's going to score against us. Isn't he? But <laughs> I just didn't see anything that he offered in that game. It was everything that was poor about Andy Carroll was kind of exhibited. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, we see something similar there. Because um, Jao, did Jao come off the bench? Yeah, he came off the bench. Jao didn't he, in that game. Um, but yeah, if, if Carroll starts over Jao, I think that's a that's a win for us. What's to stop Reading from turning over playing exactly the same way? Uh, I don't think they're for, I don't think their forwards are as good um, in, in terms of kind of being. I think the the thing that that Coventry had in having a, a, such a good forward and having some players that could that could burst out and use the space quite well. I think they they could sit quite compact and not commit too many body forward and still be quite effective. I don't think that Reading are as effective at doing that. I think they have to get more bodies up to be a threat. Um, you know, Rahman from the left, I think is he can be decent, but he's. You have, to say tasty. Can be you have to say they weren't tasty when you're talking about <laughs> All right, yeah, all, all that. Um, Tom Ince, Jeff Hendrick, you know, they're just... I, don't, I, don't think, I just don't think they're as good of a team. Um, they could, they'll probably try and play in a similar way, but I think they're a little bit, a little bit less um, explosive. Okay. So we should be uh, looking at this with lots of positivity then. I'd fancy it. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's an opportunity for sure. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. That's a, that's a nice way to finish. Some with some positive uh, hopes and feelings going towards going towards this one. I think we should try our best to be. Uh... How, how many games have we got until the until the, uh, the two more after this, isn't two it? More. Yeah. 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 So Reading, Bristol City away, and then Hull at home before the World Cup. Mm. So okay. you know, games. I think we should be winning. As I said on the last one, boldly predicted before we went and lost the first of them. <laughs> well, you can't win them all. So, uh, we, we so far managed to not win uh, 11. <laughs> so, so we really should start um, winning some, shouldn't we? But it's, it's not all demon gloom. We, 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 if we bounce back, then um, it's still, um, you know, it's still looking pretty bright at the minute. I think. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, no reviews at the minute, so there's nothing to comment on there. Uh, if you would like to give us a review, um, just head along to the uh, Apple Podcasts section, find the What for Buzz podcast, go down to the bottom, give us a rating out of five if you haven't done so already, and let us know what you think of the show. Um, if you want to contact us or, or leave a question for us to answer, uh, our Twitter handles are at Jordan Weimer, at TB Bedell, at Messi Messiano. Uh, and also at Watford Pod, um, and we'll get back to you uh, as soon as we can. And uh, we'll be asking for questions, I think, for the next for the next show as well, because uh, we always like to uh, regularly answer some questions. So uh, we'll put a request out for those for the game post. Did you say Bristol? Bristol is the, City. Is that the one we're next coming back? Bristol City. Yep, we're yeah. talking about the Reading game and the Bristol City game. Hopefully, we're talking about two victories. Uh, guys, it's been um, a delight again to, to be joined by you, you two. You're too kind. Pleasure as always. I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.